Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you joining me. If you've been listening for a long time, you know what to do, brother. Smack yourself in the ass so hard when the concussion hits, it blows the shoes right off your feet. For those of you who are new here, my name is Mark Singh. I'm an NLP dating coach. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Basically what I do is I reprogram those programs in your head that were given to you by somebody else before you could defend yourself and are not conducive to attracting women. So somewhere along the line, somebody told you that hot girls are too good for you, you're not good enough, you shouldn't bother people, sex is wrong, don't inconvenience people, you don't know what to say, which we're actually gonna talk about today. And those programs are preventing you from approaching women, being confident around women, and keeping you with women who A, aren't up to your standards, or B, keeping you alone. So you're alone in bed at night, completely lonely, wishing you had the warmth and great feminine energy of a woman in your bed, but because somebody else gave you their bullshit programs, which were given to them by somebody else, given to them by somebody else, all the way back to the Revolutionary War, you're getting screwed, or I should say you're not getting screwed. And that's because the program's in your head. And some people ask me, can you really reprogram my brain? The answer unequivocally is yes, brother. Yes, I've done it to thousands of men. Most importantly, though, I've done it to myself. I've seen the damn results. I got tattoos all over me, and I used to be so terrified of needles, I couldn't even look at a needle, let alone walk into a tattoo shop, couldn't give blood. I'd pass out just going to hospitals. And now when I go to the hospital, I'm like, what up, dude? Stick that shit in me. I don't give a shit. There's this guy I know who won't get the COVID vaccine because he's scared of needles. Now, part of me wants to make fun of him, but I was the same way. I mean, absolutely terrified. And what happened? It was a belief system given to me by my dad, by the way. And it was a trauma that I had. I was held down by three nurses getting blood taken when I was like 10 years old, really screwed me up. So we have processes in NLP to remove the severity of that shit to remove the belief systems. And now, you know, I go get a nine hour tattoo, no problem. My very first tattoo was nine hours long. I did it literally two weeks after I had my first couple NLP sessions with my NLP coach, did a process to remove my belief systems about needles, did a process to remove the trauma. And then I was in the chair getting a nine hour tattoo. True fucking story. I swear on my father's grave, it's true. This shit works, this shit works. So. I use it specifically in the realm of women because little do you guys know, your thought processes are absolutely shooting you in the foot when it comes to trying to attract women. In my opinion, why the hell would you let somebody else's bullshit influence your life? It's just my personal opinion. So I'm really proud of my program. It's 12 weeks long and we go through it and we basically reprogram your brain. So if you're interested in meeting with me in a free session, where you and I discuss your issues, see if I can help you with this whole neuro-linguistic programming thing. And also over the three months, I teach you tons of tactics, all my tactics to get women. One of those I'm gonna share with you today. So go to coaching on my website, coachmarksing.com, fill in the goddamn slap in the Jesus, and you and I will get on that one-on-one free breakthrough session together. Real quick, guys, I am getting a shit ton of applicants. The best way to get on a call with me is to differentiate yourself because not everybody's making it. Specifically, I wanna hear back from you within 24 hours to every single email I send you. 
why people ask me, why are you so anal about this 24 hour thing? Well, that shows me your commitment. Are you just gonna waste my time? Are you gonna sign up for the program and think that you just give me your credit card and you wake up the next morning with a girl in your dick? Or are you gonna actually do the work? I don't know you, so the easiest way for me to assess your commitment, not your commitment to me, but your commitment to getting better with women is your reply times. If you can't reply to an email in 24 hours, sorry, bro, kick rocks with your head down. Don't let the door hit you where the Lord split you. You're all done, bro. You're all blown out because honestly, I need to see that commitment. So put some effort into it, you know, really show me that you're fired up to get better with women and I'll meet with you, man. I really enjoy those calls. I meet a bunch of champions and I really want to meet you too. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into the content, the attraction building technique of reverse R. What is this reverse R you're wondering? Well, this is something that actually goes into frame control, which as a lot of you guys know is my absolute favorite thing about attraction. It is the most important thing in my opinion about attracting women and nobody would convince me otherwise. And this really plays into it. Okay, so let's lay the foundation here before I tell you what this is. First of all, and I hear this every day because not only am I working with dozens of you guys right now, but also because I get tons of emails and I've been doing this for a long ass time, most of you guys feel I don't have enough to talk about. Not me, the podcast host, I definitely have enough to talk about. You don't have enough to talk about with women. You're like, what am I gonna say? I don't know what to talk about. How can I get in with her and talk to her? That's like one of the biggest sticking points for a lot of you guys, right? You just don't know what to say. And so you see a girl, she's super attractive, you wanna go talk to her, but you don't know what to say, so you let her walk out of your life forever, and for the next 24 hours or sometimes even a week, you're kicking yourself, being like, dude, I wish I just knew what to say. Now, obviously, my coaching program is very specific about that first conversation. In fact, I focus heavily on it. I'd say probably 40% of my entire coaching is based on that, because that is, in many ways, the most important part of getting girls is just that first approach, that first conversation to phone number and then texting her and getting her on the date is really important too. But if you don't have game in the initial sequence and the initial approach, you're not gonna get success. You're like, you're not gonna get dates. So the reason I coach so heavily on it is because guys have approach anxiety. They don't know what to say. The NLP is for talking yourself out of approaching women, which a lot of you guys do. It's that big hurdle that a lot of guys can't seem to get over, right? You see that girl, like maybe you're confident in a lot of ways. You know how to treat a woman once you have her. And it's like, you're great at sex. You're great at treating her. You know how to control the frame. But it's like that first initial hurdle to get over stops tons of you guys. And what happens? You don't approach the girls you really want. And instead, you wait for a girl to get attracted to you, to totally green light you and then you'll go approach her. Or you just wait for a girl to choose you out of work, your friends group, so you don't cold approach chicks. You're just chosen rather than being choosing, right? I don't know about you, but I'd rather choose than be chosen. It's nice to be chosen. And of course, the girl who I choose, I certainly hope she's gonna choose me too, but I always thought to myself, like, I want the power to be able to go up to any girl I see. I don't care how hot she is. I don't care what the social situation is. I want the power to be able to go up and talk to any girl, get her attracted to me, yank her phone number, text her, get her on a date, have sex with her, you know, if I choose to, and make her my girlfriend if I choose to. A lot of you guys want that power too, but you don't have it. So what I'm gonna talk about today is something to talk about with girls. But here's the thing, reverse R stands for reverse responsibility. Okay, what do you think I mean by this? Well, 
you're putting all the conversational responsibility on your shoulders. You're thinking, I have to control this conversation, which is kind of true. You have to lead it, I should say, not control it, lead it. You're thinking, I have to provide all the conversational topics. I have to make her laugh. I have to make her like me. I have to make her give me her phone number. But have you ever thought, why don't you put some of the responsibility on her? When you and I get on the phone together, is it going to be me talking the whole time or is it going to be a team dynamic where I say some stuff, you say some stuff, I say some stuff, you say some stuff? Where is it in any relationship that you have where you have to provide all the value? Explain that to me. Are you that way with your friends? No. Are you that way with your boss? No. Are you that way with your coworkers? No. Are you that way with dudes who you have hobbies with, guys you hang out with, even girls who you're dating? Eventually, you have to agree that it's a 50-50 thing, right? So why can't we put this concept to the first conversation? So many of you guys think like, dude, I have to talk the whole time. I have to entertain her. Oh, I'm losing her, bro. I'm losing her. Oh, what do I say here? Oh, I lost her and she walks away. It's because you're too afraid to put some responsibility in her lap. Have you ever thought about this? When talking to somebody, it's a give and take environment. And if you're not willing to give, you're all blown out, dude. Like I said, don't let the door hit you where the Lord split you. You're out of here. When I'm talking to a girl, if she's not able to offer conversational substance, if she's not able to banter with me, jive with me, tell stories, relate to me, and build on a conversation in the natural way that human beings should build on conversations, she's done. I'm like, hey, it was good to talk to you. Take it easy. Bye. And she's sitting there wondering like, what the hell? What did I do? What you did is you were fucking as boring as watching paint dry. You had nothing to contribute to the conversation. You're not funny at all. You're offering nothing. So you're all done. You're all blown out. I'm out of here. Okay. So what I'm basically telling you is this is during one point of the conversation, it's okay to turn it over to her and expect her to say something. For example, your responsibility is to open. Your responsibility is to stack, which I teach heavily on in my three-month coaching program. It's basically how to get the conversational momentum going. But at a certain point, you are allowed, and I am giving you permission to put the conversational burden on her, okay? So for example, you open, you stack, the conversation's kind of sticking, you've said some funny shit, she's kind of getting interested, then what you can literally do is stop talking, look at her, raise your eyebrows, and kind of shake your head, which means... Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. I want you guys to practice this right now. I don't care where you are. I don't care who's looking at you. Even if you look like a psychopath who's talking to himself, I don't give a shit. I want you to get a look on your face right now towards me. Let's, let's say you and I are talking, okay? You've just been yapping, yapping, yapping. I've just been sitting there listening. Now I want you to look at me in a way that says, bro, say something. Your turn. Let's go. Okay, do it right now. There you go. There you go, Brian. There you go, Ben. Dave, awesome one. Mike, you hit it. James, perfect. Uh, Sam, you kind of kind of miss it a little bit, bro. Like lower that eyebrow. There you go. There you go. Hey, Lester, awesome. You hit it, my dude. Adam, you nailed it, my brother. And Ray, perfect job, my dude. Perfect job, my dude. So you look at her like, okay, your turn. Let's go. Contribute. Come on. Let's do this. Now, I will often use this after I have just offered her some awesome conversational substance. She has laughed. She has participated. She's interested. But dude, you guys can use this so early in the conversation. And what does it show? Okay, let's go back to frame control. You guys should really know this if you've been listening to my show for any amount of time. Like I talked about in my previous podcast, you are okay to ask for things. You are okay to be disagreeable. 
You are okay to ask for discounts, to say no, to tell people you need to contribute. This works perfectly into what I was speaking about in that podcast saying, hey, listen, my time is valuable. I'm an important guy as you are an important woman, but dude, you need to contribute in order to talk to me, in order to keep this conversation going, like you have to participate. I have clearly shown that I have a strong frame. I'm confident. I'm offering funny conversational substance for you to seek your teeth into. Let's see what you got. Okay. So you look at her and you just go, come on, let's go. And she'll do this. This is what they do every time. So where do you live? Okay. Or so like, have you lived in Colorado for a long time? So she's going to feel the conversational pressure boys. And this is where frame control comes in. I always tell you guys to put social pressure on yourself to learn how to endure that uncomfortable silence so that you can last longer than she can. And so that you can control, or I should say, lead the conversation. The person who's the least affected by the social pressure put on a conversation by either party is the one who's controlling the frame. And as I've told you bozos hundreds of times, you have to control the frame in order for her to get attracted to you. Remember that? I'm going to say it again just to get it through your thick knuckle dragon ape-like skulls. You, my brother have to control the frame in order for her to get attracted to you. This is masculinity and femininity. I'm not saying women are less than us. I'm not saying you control them. I'm saying you're leading them as an alpha male leads. The woman does not wanna have to lead you. And this is why many women lose attraction for guys is because the guy gives them the frame. But by you sitting there, kind of lifting your eyebrows, kind of shaking your head, let me see if I can do it. It's like, It's kind of like you get a surprised look on your face and you kind of jet your face forward a couple inches. That's my best explanation of what it looks like, right? You kind of raise your eyebrows and you're like, come on, let's go talk. It's like you're looking at a kid and you're like, come on, let's go. Come in, come in through the screen door. Like we got to close it. The mosquitoes are getting in. Let's go, let's go. So it's kind of like that. Again, it's not condescending. It's showing her like, yo, this is a two-way street. I'm not going to be your dancing clown for you. I'm not going to try to entertain you the whole time and take your number without even getting to know you. And this works into her feelings of giving you her phone number as well. No woman wants to give her phone number to a guy who knows nothing about her, who hasn't shown her personality, because then she rationalizes it to herself that, oh, he just wants me for my sex. He just thinks I'm attractive. He just wants to have sex with me. But when you make her contribute, And also when you qualify her, different podcast episode, she feels like, okay, he wants to get to know me. He wants to know my personality. And this was a two-way street, a give and take. This also works into what we call cognitive dissonance. You always value what you work for. So if you make her work for you, make her ask questions, make her participate, she's going to value you more, thus get more attracted to you and give you a higher chance of pulling the phone number. So this works on so many different levels, but the most important level is that you're okay to be uncomfortable in an uncomfortable silence, throw it in her lap, make her contribute some conversational substance, and being it that you're okay with that, it's extremely attractive because it shows a strong frame. It shows I'm worth it. I'm used to people wanting to talk to me, so I'm okay for there to be that uncomfortable silence. I will use this oftentimes to bait her into asking me questions that I want her to ask me. For example, and you guys in my coaching program should know this, what do you do when a woman asks you, what do you do? Like, what do you do for a living? Okay, I've talked about this in a previous podcast episode. I think it's been like almost two years since I've discussed this. I should probably do a new one on it. 
I'll review it really quickly. You have a three-part answer to the question, what do you do? The first part is something funny, right? I work at Hillshire Pharmaceuticals. I'm a dolphin trafficker. I traffic dolphins illegally from Colorado to Texas. I'm an ass model. My ass is famous on seven continents, and there's actually a big picture of my ass in Times Square. During no part of this conversation will you pinch my ass because if I get a bruise on this beautiful piece of work, I'll be out of a job forever. And our newest one, which was created by Ben. Ben, gigantic salute to you. I am a funeral hugger. Yeah, I'm a funeral hugger. Um, I go to funerals and I hug people and I'm like, come here, it's okay, it's okay. And I give them a big hug. Do you want to try? Do you want to do you want to see how good my hugs are? And then you get to hug her. Ben, genius. Okay, so the point is there's a three-part answer to the question of what do you do? The first part is something funny and completely silly, right? I'm an almond milker. I work at the almond farm and milk almonds. That's how they get almond milk. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, she knows it's a joke, hopefully, unless she's really stupid. And then you tell the truth. No, I'm actually an NLP coach. Do you know what NLP is? She says no, and then I tell a story about how I became an NLP coach. In my case, it was when I was a translator in Japan. I had a panic attack on the stage. That amounted to agoraphobia that I suffered from for about a year. Finally gave up, looked everywhere for help. Nobody could help me. Finally found an NLP coach in the United States. We did it via phone call, and the guy completely changed my life. So now I'm an NLP coach. I reprogram people's brains. Okay, so that's the way to answer what do you do. So much better than just like, yeah, I'm an accountant. Okay, just like that one word answer, I'm an accountant. No, you have a three-part answer to it. You make her laugh, tell her what you really are, and then build rapport by telling a story of vulnerability. If you wanna learn more about vulnerability, listen to that previous episode I did about it. Now, what I do to bait her to ask me that question is I ask her first, so what do you do? Now, I have a whole way I ask women what do they do. I'll save that for a different podcast. But basically, it's what I explain in reverse, or I should say what I just explained done to her. Like I accuse her of being something silly like an ice cream man, or maybe she works at Hillshire Pharmaceuticals, or she's an almond milker, or she works at the zoo picking up penguins because when penguins fall over, they can't pick up themselves. Ha, ha, ha. No, really, what do you do? She tells me, and then I say, what do you love about that? What inspired you to want to do that? What's the craziest thing that ever happened to you while doing that? Or if her job sucks, I say, do you ever want to take revenge on the customers by doing X, Y, Z? And I'll explain some crazy situation, okay? She answers the question. Then after she's done, I look at her like, okay, your turn. Ask me a question now. Now, being it that I just asked her, what do you do? We had that fun exchange. She's always going to ask me, what do you do? Then I tell her the whole funeral hugger thing, go through my whole spiel, bam. We just had in a conversation where both people participated and I made her talk and I made her ask me questions by giving her the old up eyebrow, face two inches forward, look of you need to participate little girl or I'm out of here. I'm gonna blow you out so completely that you're gonna get launched outside the club window when the concussion hits. This is basically what we're communicating. All right, so you guys get it? Basically, You can put the conversational burden in her lap when you've offered, I'd say, a minute or two of conversational substance yourself. Naturally, we can't just approach a girl, although we probably could, and God knows I've done it myself, especially when you get a big green light from her. But most of the time, it's like you can't approach somebody and say, hey, talk, tell me something. It's kind of like the dude who calls you or usually women who call you, and they're like, hey, and you're like, hey. And she's like, what are you doing? And you're like, I was just watching TV, what's going on? She's like, I don't know, 
What, what are you thinking about? And you're like, what, what the fuck? You call me. Like, why are you expecting me to put conversational topics into your lap when you just call me? I hate that voice. And I know all you are not in your head being like, yeah, we know those kinds of people. We know those kinds of women who just want you to talk, who want you to participate. Like the girl who asks you, what are you thinking about? And you're like, nothing. My mind is completely blank. I'm just staring at a wall right now doing nothing. Anyway, I'll catch up with you later, right? This is the way women are, but let's do it to them in reverse. After we've offered some conversational substance, we've shown our worth, we're allowing ourselves to sit through that quote unquote uncomfortable silence, which further shows her we have a strong frame, shows her we're interested in what she can participate conversation wise, giving her that cognitive dissonance that's going to make her appreciate what she's worked for. And all the chips are being stacked in our favor when we use the concept of reverse R for massive attraction. All right, gentlemen, that's it for me in this podcast. I do appreciate you listening as always. Once again, that free one-on-one breakthrough session where you and I get on that Zoom call together and talk about your issues with women, talk about your belief systems and traumas and archetypes and schemas and meta programs that some slapjack gave you before you could defend yourself from it is still available. Go to my website, coachmarksing.com. Click on coaching. It's in the upper far right-hand corner. You can also find the link to my website in the description below this podcast episode. Click on that. Read through it, bro. Like, Check out my testimonials. Read the FAQ. I want you to really understand what it's about. Fill out the super short application. Takes most people eh, a couple minutes. Submit it. You and I will email with each other a couple times to make sure that you're fully committed to getting girls, not necessarily working with me. I just want to know that you're committed to getting women. You're willing to put the work in over the next three months. You understand what it's going to take to do it. And also that you're going to reply within 24 hours. I need to see that commitment, bro. Like I'm getting a lot of guys coming in. I'm getting hundreds a month. I'm just going to be honest with you, hundreds. So not every guy gets on the call with me. Let's put a little effort into differentiating ourselves, showing me that you're fully committed, that you really want to get this part of your life solved. Because why would I want to work with the dude who isn't going to do the work? I want successes. Selfishly, I want those success stories. I want that pat on the back from the dude who went through my three months towards me, those emails that I love to get, which is, Mark, you changed my life. But listen, I can't just change your life. You have to change your life with me guiding you. So I don't just want any dude who's like, eh, I just want to meet with this dude and kind of chill with him because he's cool. No, I want a guy who wants to get fucking girls and get really good with girls. So if you want to get super goddamn good with girls, get your goddamn black belt, have your choice of women rather than being chosen, being able to see any girl, approach her, attract her, grab her phone number, take her on a date and make her your girlfriend if you want to, choosing from abundance, not scarcity, you and I need to meet. If on the other hand, you're just kicking tires, you kind of want to just get on the phone with me because you think I'm interesting, please, bro, don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. I want dudes who are fucking committed. I want dudes who are not going to settle for anything less than complete success. I want dudes who, when they get to the end of their life, they're on their deathbed and they nod their head with pride knowing that they did whatever the fuck it took to get that part of their life solved because they knew had they got to the end of their lives and they didn't get this part of their life solved, it would be worse than any hell they could possibly go to after they die. That was the case for me. That's the case for you. Let's meet, bro. Let's get you those results. Every guy who comes to me who puts in the work, who does what I ask him to do, gets the fucking results he wants. Yes, even guys with goals who seem completely outlandish and completely unrealistic, we get them there if they're willing to do the work. So if that's you, brother, hit me up. 
coachmarksing.com. Let's meet. Can't wait to meet you. All right, gentlemen, I drop podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays. I got another awesome episode coming up next, so make sure to stay tuned for that, and I will see you in the next episode.